Welcome to The New Yorker for September 30, 2013. There are six articles this week. In the talk of the town, Tad Friend writes about Harry Dean Stanton's famously natural style. Next, Ariel Levy has an in-depth article on Edith Windsor's gay marriage milestone. Then, Zan Rice reports on how a Somali chef is defying the terrorists. After that, Emily Nussbaum writes about the shape-shifting masterminds behind the show Key and Peel. And in the current cinema, Anthony Lane reviews Ron Howard's latest film, Rush, starring Chris Hemsworth and the comedy drama Thanks for Sharing. But first, it's this week's comment. In Negotiating Syria, George Packer writes about President Obama's politics and Assad's war. Every year, the United Nations issues hundreds of solemn documents written in the clotted prose of international bureaucracy, and they disappear without a trace, while horrors continue unabated. Last week's report on the alleged use of chemical weapons in the Gotha area of Damascus on 21 August 2013 might prove the exception. Its language is studiedly neutral, its conclusions deliberately limited, but its findings are devastating and could mark a turning point in serious civil war. Under severe time constraints due to the fighting, UN investigators interviewed and examined 36 survivors in two locations. The oldest was 68, the youngest was 7. Many had lost at least two family members— A pair of brothers were the only survivors among forty relatives who all lived in the same building. The warheads contained sarin nerve gas, which is twenty-six times as deadly as cyanide, at a capacity of more than fifty liters, much greater than expected. Chemical weapons have been used in the ongoing conflict between the parties in the Syrian Arab Republic, also against civilians, including children, on a relatively large scale, the report's authors concluded in the passive voice. But they allowed themselves a single expression of feeling. This result leaves us with the deepest concern. By prior agreement, the report assigns no responsibility, but an appendix on munitions provides hard evidence on two of the warheads used, ballistics, angles of trajectory, compass bearings, artillery ranges, which turns the passive voice active and leads to one culprit. Independent calculations by C.J. Chivers of The Times and Josh Lyons of Human Rights Watch conclude that those warheads were launched from the government stronghold above Damascus, almost certainly by loyalist forces. In plain language, President Bashir al-Assad, along with other members of his regime, is a war criminal. His patron...